everything is not for everyone. Mm-hmm. And that's perfectly mm-hmm. okay. You mm-hmm. can have the things that are good for you, that work well for you, and live quite a happy, fulfilled life without having everything that everyone else has, you know? Like, <sighs> sometimes we just need those reality checks. Yeah, just an embracing of individuality, which is so important in a world that wants to say, let me tell you what you need. It's like, you you don't know what I need. Welcome to Mind Witchery. I'm your host, Natalie Miller, and I'm so glad you're here. Hello, my witchy friend. Oh my gosh. I'm beside myself. You need to know I'm beside myself because my guest today is kind of a big deal. She is a little bit famous. She's, <laughs> you hear her laughing, but it's true. She is a little bit famous. Um, I am joined here on Mind Witchery today by Camille, otherwise known as Plant Blurred. Hello, Camille. Hello, hello, hello. So happy to be here. That's funny. I am not famous. A little bit you are, though. <laughs> a little bit you are. <laughs> Maybe in the very, very particular and specific niche on Instagram for plants. That's cute, though. I love it. <laughs> well, um, I happen to be a proud member of that niche. And so yes, to, I too. Yes, to exactly. me, to me, I am I am starstruck. And so we are I asked Camille to come and join me today to talk about plant wisdom and also about what plants kind of teach us about care. And I just want to warn you all already, I have so many questions I want to ask Camille, <laughs> so many topics Fire away. of conversation. And, um, you know, likely the, the, the convo is going to kind of meander around, but um, I'm, I'm so happy to invite you all along for, for the meandering. So Camille, I could, like, my first question is... Over the pandemic times, I think many of us have seen a renewed interest or a sparked interest in houseplants, like in taking care of houseplants. Yeah. What do you think that's about? Well, I think that it was primarily driven by being stuck at home, right? And you need something to do. Like there's It's only but so many hours that you want to spend on your sofa binging Netflix, Mm. right? So plants just provided the perfect distraction. And as they thrive, they really are such an incredible mood booster. And didn't we all need something that was like a happy space, a happy thing happening? Because, you know, there was a point where it was so dire. And I'm in New Rochelle, New York, which was like ground zero in the state. We were the first ones to go on complete and total containment zone lockdown. Mm -hmm. And that was scary. Mm -hmm. So like plants provided a, you know, a safe space, like sanctuary and a calm, like a salve. So I totally understand how everyone just was like, I need the plants. (laughs) Yeah. I want to dig into that a little bit because it's like, 
why, you know, some people baked sourdough bread, some people, um, you know, started, started sewing, but plants, there's something magical that happens. Completely magical. It's just the idea that, um, at least for me personally, and I think that you would find a lot of people agreeing. You kind of, you do, you feel like you've got these superpowers. Here's this living thing. Mm -hmm. You bring it into your house out of its native environment, which is somewhere tropical and lush and beautiful. Mm. I live in the Northeastern, which is dry and cold and dark Mm -hmm. during the winter. You know, March is still winter for us. And that's when everything went on Mm -hmm. lockdown. And even despite those conditions, you're able to make this thing thrive. You know, you're able to get new growth and sometimes a bloom if you're lucky. And it just feels like, I don't know, it feels like a superpower for lack of a better way to describe it. It just feels like, you know, I'm doing that. That's that's for me. I'm making this happen. Yeah. It's a little more satisfying than bread. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. Well, also because I mean, well, actually, I will say my my partner did bake bread and that does require its own attention. That's true. That's true. But once you eat it, it's gone. Yes. Well, and for me, the, the kind of attention that plants evoke is so sensitive. Yes, you know, absolutely. We become so sensitive to. Well, it's interesting, right? Like, what do plants need? They need water and they need light and they need maybe a little bit of food and they need some kind of soil. Um, and and what I have found as, as I've become more and more and more of a plant mom is just a an exquisite sensitivity to, to the variations among all of those different elements. Yeah, for sure. And they, they will reflect back your mood. You know, when I'm happy and things are going great, my plants are looking great. When I'm feeling kind of like in a funk and not interested, my plants won't look great. So it becomes like this real like symbiotic relationship, right? And I always say, you'll you'll hear me repeat it on lives or in my captions, plant care is self-care. Mm-hmm. When I am unplugging and checking in on my plants, I always feel like I'm really, you know, checking in on myself because... I grow plants entirely for my own pleasure. Like it has nothing to do with being a wife, a mother, a designer. It's like no other hat except, you know, it's just a pure guilty pleasure. I just do this because I enjoy it for no other reason Mm -hmm. at all. Or maybe not even guilty. (laughs) No, it's not guilty at all. Yeah. Not at all. Just like the pleasure of, um, I don't know, like... I don't want to sound too grandiose, except probably I do. It's like I'm investing in life. Exactly. (laughs) That's exactly right, though. Yeah. Right. And it's like reconnecting with nature. I mean, it's just a beautiful thing. There, I feel like there's really no downside. Yeah. You know, there's um there's a beautiful essay by Alex Hardy. Do you know this essay? Um, Alex Hardy wrote this essay, and it's called "Deeply Rooted: What Plant Fatherhood Taught Me About Caring for Myself." Have you read this? I know that title, but I have not read it. The essay is kind of about how he gets kind of his first apartment after 
couch surfing and even being homeless for a while. And he gets his first ap- apartment. And because his grandmother told him, you know, you can never have too many plants. Right. He fills this place with plants. And what he says, there's this one moment I want to I want to quote. He wow. says, as I regain my footing and continue getting to know myself outside the lens of trauma and brokenness, The daily joys and routines of plant parenthood keep me rooted. That is beautiful. Oh, this is the best. This is what reminded me of what you just said. I marvel at how they react to and reflect love (laughs) and neglect. That is beautiful and very well stated. Right. And it's that like react to and reflect, like you said, if I'm not feeling good, if I'm not taking care of myself. My plants show it. They do. They do, right? Or if I'm not opening up my windows to let the light in. Right. Right? If if I'm not attending to my environment, my plants totally let me know. They're like, hey, you're not present. That's exactly right. And it just kind of like, you know, it, it, it will make you like check yourself. You know, you'll look over and like, oh, my God, you know, that different buck is not doing well. Girl, what's mm-hmm. up? So you go in. You're checking on the plant and it's quiet, right? Your phone is down unless you're creating content like <laughs> sometimes I'm known to do. Or unless you're feeding the gram. Right, the unless gram you're is feeding very hungry. The gram, the, you know, the monster. <laughs> but otherwise, I mean, even as much as I post, there's so much that doesn't end up there because this is real life. You know, it's not mm. I'm not doing this for Instagram. This existed, it predated my account and you know, that just was kind of like a byproduct of having the plants, but that, you know, this was all happening already. So in real life, I'm caring for these living beings, you know, my green children, mm-hmm. and they just give me so much. Mm-hmm. I love how they, they're also they're just like children. <laughs> they're all, di- they're all different. They are all different. They all need they all need different things. Very different needs. We we have like harmony with some and um, dissonance with others. Like I can't grow a string of anything, Camille. I cannot. Like string of turtles, string of hearts, string of dolphins. They I, we don't. I know. We don't... What, what's up with that? That that is that's the topic of today's discussion. For I've seen on a lot of different. Um, I guess because today's Trailing Tuesday, right? Oh, mm. sorry. You want to pause on that? I know you, uh, <laughs> podcasts like to be evergreen. No, Traley, it's we, everybody, we are recording this on Trailing Tuesday. Oh, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. But it's like, I hear that time and time again. And it's like some plants, you know, we tend to want to just like really pour all of ourselves into them, right? But just like you said, they're all different. Mm-hmm. Some just don't need as much as others. And I mm-hmm. find that the strings of things, they really want to just be left alone. Mm. They're really well. introverted. You know, they're mm-hmm. not, they're not social plants. They just, you know, they want a little bit of water, lots of light, and then just to be left to their own devices. Oh my gosh, I love that. And that would be why we don't get along because I'm like, hi, <laughs> how you doing? <laughs> you know, that is a great point. And I am as, you know, friendly and gregarious as I publicly appear I'm quite introverted so that's Mm. why I think we get on quite well me and those Mm -hmm. strings of things Mm. are there any plant plant categories that you have more trouble with 
Oh God, all of the needier plants. I cannot like the calatheas, the anthuriums. Mm. I just can't. Mm-hmm. I can't. I need mm-hmm. I need my plants to be able to really adapt to my less is more kind of chill Pisces go with the flow vibe. Like yes. if you're gonna need more than that for me, it's probably not gonna work out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love from, that. I had like twenty calatheas in the beginning of this journey, right? Mm-hmm. I'm down to four. And they are the last four that really don't need much for me oh at my all. Gosh. I love it. And meanwhile, I'm over here like, well, my Calatheas love their new humidifier, humidifier number, (laughs) like number four of number four of this year, because they like, so yeah, I love that. You know, and that's something important for our friends, because don't you get those people who are like, oh, I don't know how you do it. I don't have a green thumb. I'm terrible with plants. I kill plants. And I'm like, but like, not all plants are the same. No, not all plants are the same. And that's my, my response is always, you just haven't found the right one. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like dating, right? Every mm-hmm. single person that you're going to date is not going to end up being the person you marry or, mm-hmm. you know, spend the rest of your life with or whatever. So, you know, you got to try a couple until you find the match. Mm-hmm. Until you find the match, until you find the resonance. Um, right. And I think like for me, when I think about what I learn from my plants, um, that's kind of part of it, right? Is that, um, you know, I'll, I'll say, Camille, something I talk about on on this show a lot is how we all have many sides to ourselves, right? right. So here you are, you're Camille Plant Blurred, you are introverted and at the same time you're very upfront and very generous with sharing kind of the you know a view of your of your plant life um so there's more than one there's more than one camille right there are several different ones there are um yeah and for me like plants actually remind me of that right that there are different parts of me that need different things. That's so true. Right. We're multifaceted, you know, and we have different needs and we'll switch up, right? You know, you're not the same person every single day. Right. Tuesday, maybe I'll want the needy plant. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, maybe I'll feel like I want to rise to that challenge. And then by Friday, I'm like, ah, now tried that. Yeah. I'm going to go back over here. Yeah. Or it's like I can explore that part of myself. Like now that you've kind of talked about like, you know, how, no, listen, strings of things, they just don't want so much love from you. I'm like, oh, I would like to practice giving less love. Actually, (laughs) like that would probably be (laughs) that would probably be a balancing practice for me. Um, And it makes me want to try it makes me want to try it out. Right. Exactly. And, you know, you you do. You just learn a lot about yourself. It just makes you realize and kind of really bring makes it tangible. Everything is not for everyone. Mm-hmm. And that's perfectly mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. You can have the things that are good for you, that work well for you, and live quite a happy, fulfilled life without having everything that everyone else has, you know? Like, <sighs> sometimes we just need those reality checks. Yeah, just an embracing of individuality, which is so important in a world that wants to say, let me tell you what you need. It's like, you you don't know what I need. Exactly. And embracing what you have, right? It's like, Mm. 
I mean, the same would go for people whose collections are made up entirely of common plants. Those are beautiful collections. You don't mm-hmm. have to chase unicorn plants, rare, and they're not even rare. They're just commercially rare, which is different. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not actually rare. You know, you can't call a plant rare if there's a greenhouse full of it and it just costs right. a lot of money. That's not, you know, how we define rare, but just find satisfaction. Mm-hmm. Being satisfied is not settling. It's your needs are actually met. So you're satisfied. Be satisfied. Yeah. yeah. So it helps you. I, I find that they kind of like teach you that too, you know. Yeah, it's almost in like in in figuring out what makes the plant happy. You know, is it this window or is it this window? Do you need filtered water? My calatheas need filtered water. <laughs> Do you need filtered water or are you are you okay? Are you okay with tap water? Like, right. you know, now oh, the weather's changed. What do you need now? It's that kind of um Again, that sort of like, hey, be present, right. notice, right. You notice your needs, and tend to them. Right. So what made you actually start that Instagram? So, I mean, I think that my origin story is probably the same as everyone's in terms of, you know, the account background. My non-plant friends and family members were tired of hearing about my plants. So one day I just was like, you know what? I want to start an account dedicated to plants and maybe I'll find some other like-minded people. Mm-hmm. That was purely like the goal. I just thought maybe there were, there had to be like, you know, a few others out there. I never in my wildest dream thought that it would lead to this. You know, I didn't know that there was this whole giant online community <laughs> yes. with plants. I had no idea. And it's like, where have they been all my life? Yeah. So it's just been like such an incredibly happy discovery. I've made like genuine connections and real friends. I always thought it was so weird when people would make friends online. And it's like, no, it's not weird at all. Oh, <laughs> it's yeah. It's actually really great. 100% agree. And maybe that's my kind of resonant nerdiness. But like, if we can talk about something we have in common, right? that is going to be so much easier for me than like socializing I in a, in a, in a the common. It's yes. like, I already know, we already know that we have this in common, right? Yes. And yes. No. Who of us could not just talk about plants for hours? Yeah. You know, so it's really, it's a really great and easy way to connect. But what I also love about it is there's so many overlaps, you know, Mm -hmm. like within that plant community, then we have, you know, my fellow Harry Potter geeks, my Star Wars nerds. So there's like all these different like kind of common layers and it's just been amazing. It's beautiful. Well, I have to say one thing that I find that you are especially skilled in, Camille, is fostering a conversation. Like, oh, thank you. You know what I mean? Though some people show up on the gram to be like, "Don't you wish you were hot like me?" Right? <laughs> <laughs> right? Even yeah. even in the plant community, yeah. some people even are like, "Don't you wish?" Yeah. yeah, we are not and, above and that. Yeah. No, no. And listen, like, like again, I embrace individuality, and I think that is beautiful. But something that you do that I really appreciate and love is you show up and you're like, hey, my plants are making me think about this topic. 
What do you think right. about this topic? Exactly. And then a gorgeous conversation ensues. Yes. Well, that that's like the best thing because it's like it's community, you know, and it's like, let's get to know each other. Let's have fun chats. Sometimes they'll be serious, but, you know, let's engage. Let's really engage, not just like hit likes on each other's posts. Let's really mm-hmm. kind of like dig into it. And have a conversation. Yeah, I love and have it. a conversation. I love it. It's so beautiful. You're also super educational. Like <laughs> I have learned so much about plants, about plant care in your posts. It's just I, I super appreciate that as well. So was that something that you that you wanted to do or is that something that you've noticed people like? Like, how did you start offering more education? Well, you know, it's interesting. I, I really try to uh, kind of like walk a thin line with that and be very careful because there are no hard and fast rules when it comes to plant care, right? And what works for me and my house in my specific environment might not work for you in your house, your environment, where you live, the plants that you're keeping. So mm-hmm. I just kind of like try to dole out what I'm doing. Give it a try. See if it works. If it doesn't, mm-hmm. try something else. And I just really encourage everyone to um just kind of like do the trial and error and don't be afraid to kill plants, like learn that way on their own. I don't, I don't ever want to hold out myself as some expert. I don't want people to think of me as an, an expert because I'm over here killing plants too. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're seeing the nice healthy ones. You didn't see the one that I just dropped into the trash. Exactly. Exactly. Oh my gosh. That makes me think of this. Um, I was watching a plantarina video once. Did you ever watch her videos? Um, Occasionally. Yeah. She has, she just was once recording this video and she was like, oh, there's fungus gnats. And I was like, yes, plantarina has fungus gnats. Like, hallelujah. (laughs) We're all just learning as we go. And there are some accounts and they have these hard and fast rules, but that doesn't work. Well, does so it might not work for you yeah but it does work for me so yes even when I'm like giving information it's really just kind of like letting you know what I'm doing and kind of like suggestions but never never with the intent that this is what you should be doing because Mm -hmm. there's so many different ways to grow plants well, and there's that celebration of individuality again, right? Which I really love like that or individuality and also all of the variables right. that go into exactly. being a human, right? Being a human, um, having a having a certain kind of plant, right? Like that, um, that no, actually like you and I can resonate and we can connect. And also we, we don't actually live the same life. Like we live differently and we have different homes and different tendencies and and all of the things so yes we have very similar core needs but we're not all the same you and me and plants exactly Mm -hmm. yep there are no bright hard rules yes i mean the only rule is plants need light they need light they need water beyond that you're going to find different ways to kind of get the job done Mm -hmm. you know you were talking a little bit about discovering this whole plant community. And I I had that too, but actually in, and I want to give them some love in a Facebook group. Um, I'm a member of this Facebook group called DC Plant Swaps and Trades. Okay. And I have to tell you, I have grown my collection in there. 
you know how sometimes you'll buy a plant at um at the hardware store and it'll say like assorted foliage yes. <laughs> and you're like <laughs> you're like plant that's the one that I really love Exactly. You're like, what are you? So you can go in the group with a picture and people are like, oh, yeah, that's what this is. Like they'll ID it for you. Um, Tons of advice around care, around pests, around like when to repot and, you know, all of those kinds of things. And it is the most generous, like lovely community of people. And yes, we're talking about plants kind of like on your Instagram page. Yeah, we're talking about plants. But we're we're also kind of we're being humans in community in a very beautiful, generous way. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, completely. And the local groups are great. But I have found that on Facebook, the um, because after I started my Instagram, then I checked out some of the Facebook groups and there were like general ones like, you know, houseplant addicts and that, that weren't like specific to any area. Mm. And somehow <laughs> fights would always break out in those groups because Ooh. of exactly what I would say, what I'm talk- talking about previously about the rules of what to do. Mm. Sometimes people get so kind of like entrenched in their way of doing things. Yeah. And then when someone else would suggest, well, this is how I do it. And it's like, that's so silly. You know, that makes me feel really extra fortunate. Yeah. <laughs> because... You know, when you you wrote a post um, maybe a couple of months ago where you and I'm going to I'm going to quote you now, Camille, you said um, it's plant people. It's not a race. It's a creed. You know, the one I'm talking about. I do know that one. Okay, so here's here's what you said. (laughs) You said plant people know that black lives matter. Love is love. Ain't no such thing as an illegal human. Gender is fluid climate change is real, and they're anti-racist as fuck. Yeah. If none or only some of this applies to you, then you are not a plant person. Rather, you are just a person who has plants. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, my, I have to say my community, my plant community is full of plant people, capital P's, and I'm so grateful for that. Right. Um, Right, because there are some people, I mean... Going back to the unicorn plants, there are some people who are just like in it for status mm. and show. And it's mm-hmm. just, that's just. So you found that in Instagram and like, where else have you found that? Like, where have you, where have you found this beautiful, like the, these, these pockets of, of capital P plant people? Well, the plant people I found on Instagram, but my real people who I surround myself in real life, you know, we live by that creed also. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and slowly I am turning them into plant people. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know, at every opportunity, I give them a plant. Mm-hmm. Yes, me, me too. I am slowly, people will send me like a little, a little, a little shot, a little photo, like, look what I got. I'm like, yes. Yeah, I know. I love it. I've I've totally plant influenced many people who had previously said, oh, I can't grow plants. Oh, yeah, sure you can. Here, let me help you. Well, it's this beautiful thing, right? Where it's sort of like, we're like, hi, we celebrate individuality. We want to be present and sensitive. We want to invite life into our worlds. We want to care for and tend 
like these plant beings. Um, so yeah, it makes sense that for many of us, those those values that creed is is kind of how we roll. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it's it's important, like kind of like just rules to live by. Now, in that regard, those are the rules. You do live by those rules. Mm-hmm. Some beautiful things have happened in my plant community. Like we had this. We had this really fun Juneteenth exchange where white group members were giving plants to black group members, just like oh, here, like like plant reparations, <laughs> you know, yes. uh, really, um, which was so which was so sweet. There have been people who who have had like financial emergencies where they've had to like pay a medical bill or buy a plane ticket and they're like okay I'm gonna like sell a bunch of my collection and other members in the group will come in and they'll be like here you know buy this Monstera and Venmo her and then send me the receipt and you can pick up the plant it's just so beautiful like I I can't tell you how heartwarming so so plant friends out there if you don't have a plant community like that start one because they are start one that's exactly right because you started and they will come, right? You start it and they will come. Yeah, absolutely. Because if if you're out there looking for that person, that person that you're looking for is looking for you too. They are. They are. And you know, like social media gets, I think, rightfully criticized a lot for like its shallowness and the way that, you know, I mean, we know that by design it fosters like dissent in some mm-hmm. ways, but there are some beautiful ways to use it, like the way that you use Instagram in this generous, like educational, thought provoking way. And then in ways like, you know, these kinds of groups yeah. that where like real, real, real connection happens. Like these are not internet friends. Like they become life friends. Right. These are like, they become friends that I would have in my house. Mm-hmm. You know, like they're people that I genuinely like. I know they're good people. We've talked, you know, for hours and mm-hmm. there are pockets of like literal fresh air on social media if you look for them. And then like feed them, right? Like right. Just like our plants. Like, just like the plants. Exactly. Yeah. When you find them, visit them right. and Nurture contribute them. in those exactly. conversations. Ask questions, all the things. Yeah. All right. So, Camille, I thought one thing we could do is give a little bit of, oh, I don't love, the, I don't love that word advice, but a little bit of guidance to different kinds of plant sort of people. So there's our very, very, very beginners. Yeah. Or even actually before that, let's say the people who are convinced that they can't parent plants. And so you kind of already said, just get some plants. Right. And kill some plants, but figure it out. Figure it out. Mm-hmm. There's no such thing as a green thumb. Like, you just learn. It just takes mm-hmm. time, care, and attention. And there are mm-hmm. some plants, not that you can't kill them, because I just, this very week, killed a snake plant. You can. <laughs> but it, it really takes some doing, you know? It really is, They yeah. are so forgiving. So, like, start with the plants that have that reputation for loyalty, mm-hmm. like ZZ plants, snake oh. plants, pothos. Yes. And build your confidence with them, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes. Just start there. Don't dive into, yes. I don't know, you know, a monstera, a albo, variegata. Don't, don't, don't go there just because you see it right. on Instagram and it's pretty. Don't let that be the starting place. Yes, totally agree. 
Totally agree. Yeah, I think like, yeah, a, a pothos or a snake plant or a ZZ, friends, that is a great beginning because they are loyal. They're loyal and they're absolutely beautiful. They are beautiful. I have, let's see, let me count on my hands here. I have, um, I think, six ZZ plants. Mm. I love them. They are just, I love the green ones. I love the, the raven. I mean, you can't go wrong. You just can't. No, they are. They're so beautiful. They they're are so okay, beautiful. Is it fair to say, Camille, they are the Hufflepuffs of plants? They are the <laughs> Hufflepuffs of plants. They're like, hey, I'm here. I'm here for you. They are loyal and noble. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I love that. Yeah. So, okay. So then how about... So then who would be the Slytherin of plants? I then? know. The Slytherin of plants. I'm going to have to say they're the Calathea. Mm. I'm going to have to say it. They're like entitled. They are entitled as fuck, Calathea. They are. They're like... They are. And even some of the alocasia, because they are spider mite holes. Only evil. Mm. And I'm a Slytherin. <laughs> I, I am a Slytherin. I love it. But I know there are some of us who are who live that reputation. We are bad. We are mm-hmm. bad. And I love alocasia. Yeah, I'm even thinking with Calatheas, you know, how Calatheas, like, they change their look. You, they they're like, you don't even look. know me. Yeah. You don't know me. Right. <laughs> I'm like, I'm open, I'm closed. They're very magical. They also love spider mites. Yeah. Huh. And fungus gnats, actually. Fungus gnats are super happy. And fungus gnats, because you got to keep them so moist. And mealybugs. I mean, it was just a bad combination <laughs> all around. I know. But they're so compelling they are so beautiful they're so compelling they're they so gorgeous are oh gorgeous gosh. right now i still have a fashada a rattlesnake a peacock and i always mispronounce the name i think it's mayacona and a corona mm. those are the last four standing Oh, they're so pretty, though. Yeah, I have a rattlesnake that I love who I actually she was happy enough that I was able to divide her into two, which was amazing. Because um, I wouldn't dare. And, I tried that with my wife, Susan. It died immediately. It was like you chose poor. Yes, I, <laughs> exactly. The force was not with me. It died immediately. I love it. I love it. Okay, so how about for our plant, like, beginners? So people who, like, they're not convinced that they can't have plants, but um, but they're, they're, they're excited to try. Like, we're... They're excited to try. So now, now they've, they've grown a couple of ZZs. They've had some success with snakes, so they're feeling confident and sure. So then I would say move on to the Monstera Deliciosa. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that they, the green, just the dark green solid. Yes. She's a grower. She's a shower. She's loyal, gorgeous. Yes. Anything in the um, Aglaonema family, any Chinese evergreen, also mm-hmm. super loyal, super easy. And mm-hmm. I mean, the amount of variety available in the philodendron family is. Oh my gosh. You know, you can hardly go wrong. Well, that's what I was going to say. Those philo, because philo, right, like, like philo, soffer, philo, like it's lover, right? And so the, I just, I think philodendrons are just so. Yeah, they're great. 
they're great. And there is a huge variety. You can get like huge a variety, a Prince of Orange, which is like, what? It's brand new leaves come out orange. Yes. The oh. Brazils. I love the Brazils look like watercolor paintings. Each leaf. They're just listen. I have I have a Brazil hanging in my dining room window right now. And I'm not even kidding. Every time I go in there, I'm like, oh, my blown away. Right. My breath is taken away by this plant it's so beautiful and um it's funny actually when i so <laughs> sweet listener when i was like enticing camille to come on the podcast i was like we could talk about like what harry potter characters would be if they were plants and i actually think this plant reminds me of hermione granger this plant oh. is so hermione granger she's got that like flame but she's also kind of trusty right like she's not yeah she's not really a drama queen she's not no not a drama queen at all Mm-mm. no she's not at all no she's trusty and yes she's a little dramatic but it's not in a it's like in a i don't know in an inherent way in a totally harmless way yes 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 you know and even plants that you know when people say they're dramatic i'm like are they dramatic are they just communicating? Right. You know, like when the peace lily goes all weepy. <laughs> That's exactly what, who I was thinking. You know, of. it's it's just letting you know it's thirsty. Yes. Yeah, she is. She's just thirsty. And, and probably, P.S., you're thirsty too. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. She's like, have we had water? And you're like, no, we haven't actually. We have you not. haven't and I haven't. Yeah. Okay, so how about for the people who, okay, they like plants. They're like, oh, yeah, I have like a little collection. Um, what's next for them? I would say that if they only have aeroids to move on to Hoyas. <gasps> Hoyas, yes. Hoyas. Oh my gosh. Move on to the Hoyas. Add some Hoyas in your life. Mm. You will never look back. They are so beautiful. I also wonder, Camille, if... Once you kind of have a little collection going, it might be time to play with propagation. Oh, for sure. Because if you if you really want to feel like a wizard, like a witch or a wizard, just do some plant propagating. And you I mean, <laughs> you should literally always be propagating. Every time you get a new plant, you should be taking a piece of that plant as insurance in case the mama plant should, for whatever reason not survive. <laughs> okay. That right there is a pro tip. I do, I do not do that. And that is smart as fuck. Like that is so. Always. Yeah. Always. There's literally always something here rooting mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in every, every corner. Oh no. For me too. For me too. I mean, I had to start hanging them from the windows because the windowsills are like, we're full. <laughs> right. Yep. Everywhere, yeah. everywhere, every type of plant, you know, the only plant that has never been cut in my entire collection, I believe. Yeah, it's my green Monstera Deliciosa. Mm. And I, I, I'm not, I mean, I just, I have such affection for that plant. I just, I don't know. I just haven't been able to bring myself to cut her. And she really has like outgrown all of the space here, no matter how many times I've staked it. Mm -hmm. You know, no matter where I put it, I mean, she's huge. Mm. I just can't do it. I can't. Mm -hmm. But everything else, you know, I've taken little snips of it and have rooted it and there are multiples everywhere. 
Yes, multiples and then giveaways, right? I love to give plants as gifts. That is like, that's maybe another thing to do is spread the gospel. Yes, spread (laughs) the gospel. And it's like, you know, people I often hear, I don't believe in them. But if you're one to say, okay, no new plants, you're on a plant ban or there's a moratorium, an easy way around that is just to propagate. Yes, (laughs) 100%. You can't buy any new plants, but no one said that you couldn't clone a few new plants. That is so good. We're like zigzagging here, but I can't stop thinking. Who are the Gryffindor of plants? That's a hard question for me as a Slytherin because I have a (laughs) love-hate relationship with that house, you know, mm-hmm. I would say that the Gryffindors of plants are probably the Diffenbachia and even maybe the Alocasium. You know, I'll take them out of the Slytherin house. They give everyone the perception that they're so good and they're so, you know, such loyal fans, mm-hmm. but they host spider mites all <laughs> the time <laughs> when you least expect it you turn around and they are covered in webs and what's worse is the alocasia will with every new leaf drop an old one yes they're mm-hmm. just not as good as they want to make everyone think that they are mm. they're just as dark as the rest of us mm-hmm. just as dark as the rest of us oh my gosh Camille, i feel like now now i know you <laughs> <laughs> that I was like, mm-hmm, I definitely feel that. And yeah. and I and I have to tell you, I have some Gryffindor. I, I think I am a Gryffindor, but I try to be a conscientious one. I try to I don't try to I don't try to harry to harry around. I well, my to... youngest is a Gryffindor, so I mean it's I you know I know there's some good ones. <laughs> there are some good ones. We just have to be we have to be careful. We have to be careful with ourselves. Um, yes. And that quest for, you know, to to be a hero, sometimes, you know, you just need to be brought down a little bit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Or, yeah, it's like sometimes you need to just check yourself. Yes, you, <laughs> just... you, right. You get sort of lost. You know, you lose sight of the mission and, mm-hmm. you know. Yes, in the glory, in the glory. Yes, we in do. the glory. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's totally true. So for the people who are listening, who are like the ones in the plant community who have the advice to give, the ones who have these big, beautiful collections, the ones who can rehab anything and grow stuff from a chunk. And for those people, (laughs) you know, I have to say, like, those are those are above my above my sort of station (laughs) for sure. um, Those folks. But like, what what do you What do you want to say to them? I want to say to them, don't gatekeep. Mm. You know, like, I do sometimes feel like once, um, you know, they've acquired certain specimens and certain Instagram status, don't gatekeep. And also, do not be a part of a little bit of a problem that I see, like, seeping into the community, like with plant flipping and Mm. some of the prices are just like they're a little bit outrageous right now it's like don't Mm. don't allow that ugly like underbelly of capitalism to kind of come in and corrupt the plant community Mm. Mm -hmm. you know don't like our plants are not for profit and I just I don't know I kind of hate that I hate that aspect of it yeah I know what you mean it's such an interesting kind of 
line, right? Because on the one hand, it's sort of like we should value plants. And I I mean this in terms of like food. You know, if I go into the store, I know I'm going to pay way more for a fish than I'm going to pay for organic strawberries. And that's kind of a problem because I know that those organic strawberries were picked by people who are you know, working in, right. you know, exploitative conditions. Exactly. I mean, that's the whole other side of it. It's like when you see some of these plant shops that are in gentrified areas here in New York and you're charging thousands of dollars for plants and the people who, li- I don't know, there's just something that just is inherently wrong about that mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And especially when you consider where they're coming from, the plants themselves, where they've been imported from, they're yes. being imported from communities of color, mm-hmm. you know, uh, indigenous people are harvesting the plants, they're sending them, and they're not seeing any of that money that is then made over here. I don't know. I, I saw in a Facebook group the other day, someone posted, I'm feeling bored. Show me what you have. My budget is 20000 Really? For plants? <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, I love that point, though. I think, Camille, like that, that that's really the thing, right? It's like it's not that plants aren't valuable and expertise right. isn't valuable. Right. It's like, what's the world we are creating together? Exactly. What is the angle? Like $20,000? So that is just profiteering, you know, mm. like that. There's nothing good about that. And Where's the good in someone selling a plant for $20,000? It didn't cost, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I I have a lot of feelings surrounding that and Mm -hmm. none Mm -hmm. of them good. Yeah. I really steer clear. And I mean, I have some unicorns. I'm not saying don't get, because I mean, we love plants. I have all of the Monsteras, I think, except for an Oreo and a sport. I'm not interested in those, but I, I do have the elbow. I have the tie, which I've won mm. in a giveaway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I try to find small sellers who they're just looking to make a reasonable amount of money. They're not, mm-hmm. you know, it's not turning into this kind of elitism you know Mm -hmm. i'm not judging anyone from making money but when you're creating this whole atmosphere of now we have a class we have class amongst plants that's ridiculous yes yes totally and that you know what one thing that i've really appreciated in my plant community is swaps Right. And, you know, and That's how I got my pink princess. Right. In a trade. Yeah. In a trade, in a swap, in a in a giveaway that we right. um, I just went to a swap the other day and there was this this raffle with rare plants and all the proceeds were going to a charity that supports LGBTQ work, like right. very, very cool. And so it's like, yeah, that's, that's the world we want to build and live in. Right. Right. Exactly. So let's, so let's do that. Yeah. You know, Camille, I think, you know, in that, in that article, I quoted Alex Hardy's article. He said, you know, he remembers his grandmother saying you can never have too many plants. I remember my grandmother's jade plant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can, I can see it. Like I can see her philodendron hanging in the window. I can see her jade plant sitting in the dining room. I'm curious if for you, there's something with plants and legacy, inheritance, like what does that conjure for you? 
Well, there there definitely is some of that because, you know, black people, we are growers. That is why, you know, we were kidnapped from our home and brought here. Mm-hmm. If we're going to go all the way back like that. So I do feel like it's it's kind of in our DNA. Mm-hmm. We know how to grow things. And my grandmother was a grower. Her grandmother was a grower, her mom. And it's just been passed down generationally, I feel. I cannot remember any time in my life where plants weren't there, you know, where someone wasn't growing something. Mm-hmm. So it definitely is legacy. There is a connection to the past and something I hope to pass on to my kids. They're not interested yet, but you know, I'm not giving up hope. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so there, there definitely is a deeper connection to the act and art of growing for me. And I think probably for a lot of other black growers. Mm-hmm. And there's something really, I don't know, beautiful, poignant about taking a power, right? a power that has been so horribly exploited, and then turning it to, to joy and to pleasure Absolutely. and to building plant people community who live by the creed. Right. I agree. It it's revolutionary, especially if you grow food. Now I have not um gone into that, but it's all really kind of like taking something back. Mm-hmm. You know, and just kind of like reshaping what our connection to it was and reclaiming it. It's mm, so beautiful. That's so beautiful. So my sweet listener, that and much, much more is why you totally want to follow Camille's Plant Blurred account on Instagram. She always is looking at plants from all kinds of beautiful, evocative, educational, and then just fun and joyous angles. Camille, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you. Please tell my sweet listener how they can be in touch with you, how they can find you. They can find me always on Plant Blurred on Instagram, and they can also check out my curated page on Black People with Plants. And I recently launched a website, plantblurred.com, so you can find me in all those different places. Oh, my gosh. And Black People with Plants is, it's hot, Camille. <laughs> it's a <laughs> sexy account. Okay. I'm always like, whew, okay. <laughs> beautiful people and beautiful plants beautiful is very lush. Beautiful people and beautiful plants, exactly. <laughs> and everybody on plantblurred.com, you will find merch. Merch. merch to die for. Um, all your plant nerd needs. All your plant nerd needs. I love it so much. Camille, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much, Natalie. This was great. Oh, my pleasure. All right. Okay, listener, bye for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of Mind Witchery. To catch all the magic I'm offering, please subscribe to the show. Or if you want a little bit of weekly witchiness in your inbox, 
sign up for my Sunday letter at mindwitchery.com. If today's episode made you think of a friend or loved one, your sister, your neighbor, please tell them about it. We need more magic makers in this troubled world. Like all good things, this podcast is co-created by stellar people. Our music is by fabulous DJ, artist, and producer, Shammy D. Our gorgeous art is by the Sorcerers at New Moon Creative. Mind Witchery is produced in conjunction with Particulate Media, K.O. Myers, executive producer. And I am Natalie Miller. Till next time.